Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number three. Three. Number three. In episode number three, we're going to be talking about the biggest trap that online coaches fall into. And if Again, you I mean, there's who- probably 6,000, but I think this is the biggest <laughs> one. Yes, exactly. And I am here with the one and only Mr. Lucas the Rubix, clean one. whatever he wants to call himself. And we're going to dive into this. Anything you want to say before we, we jump into this topic, Lucas? Yeah. I I am turning a new leaf in my page and I'm making sure. So I know I'm the guy who usually takes my shoes off and just kicks them. And then I grab, I read three books and I leave them. Um, I'm going to do better on just putting my shoes back. Wow. Putting my books back. That's so nice. Getting, getting organized, you know? Thank you. Thank you. That's so nice. I was watching this TikTok video the other day and it was like when you're with somebody who is a clean freak and then somebody is a free spirit with their possessions and it's like takes the shoes off, kicks them, puts them back in order, dishes in the sink, puts the dishes back over here. It's funny. But in um, the car though, I can't yeah, drive. So- if, if, if my car has, and I always have black cars for some reason, but if, if my car has like a speck of dust on it, I can't drive it. I need to go get it washed. If inside there's a little wrapper that's hidden in the little ashtray or the little bucket or whatever, I have to stop. I have to clean it. Like I need my cars. I can't have any loose items anywhere that are moving around. I drive very fast and very aggressively. Uh, I'm from Europe. I, I drive like a European. Most most of these Canadians, they, I don't know what they're doing on the road, but um, I just can't have that. My cars are always, they're pretty pretty spotless for the most part. Yeah. But that's why, that's what I always say. I'm like, you're not hundred percent messy because if you're 100% messy, the messiness would actually go in towards the car, but you're able to just turn the messy off That's right. <laughs> for the car, but not inside the house, which, which is okay. I have my one day a week where I have a psycho clean day. <laughs> yeah, Lucas is like, is today the day I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. <sighs> biggest mistake or biggest trap that I think many, not just new, by the way, I've fallen into this trap many times is doing yep. things, not the, not the, not doing the wrong thing. Cause there's not many things you can do in business that are wrong. You honestly, there's not, there's not much you can do that's wrong, but it's doing, it's, it's, it's doing it in the wrong sequence. Yes. It's doing maybe the right thing for someone who's making 50 K a month or a hundred K a month or 20 K a month or even 10 K a month, but you're doing it when you're doing 0k per month and maybe what someone is doing at 25k a month and launching a podcast and and doing this and that may not be the best move or i'm talking about building a funnel running paid ads i see people mm-hmm. do that premature i see people mm-hmm. launching books premature they spend 6 months writing this thing they launch it to an audience of zero yes. i see people uh, doing branding way too soon like spending a ton of money branding i see people hiring people too soon i see people Frick, I don't know, all of it. When when at first, all that really matters is message to market match, mm-hmm. creating an offer, and connecting with people. So, yes. so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna touch on that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any thoughts that you want to start off with there, Miss Janet Chow? I think it comes down to a lot of perfectionism, and I think it also comes down to a lot of lack of self trust in yourself and your abilities as a coach. Um, so you want to have that perfect logo. So right. you want to have that, you know, beautiful branded website. I still don't have a logo for my business. It's just my yeah. name. <laughs> and it was done yeah. on Canva in Montserrat, Montserrat, Fat, Montserrat, 
font. I don't know. It's just oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yes, the font. Lucas Rubik's done. It's been oh. the same forever. Yeah, yeah. You don't need it. I'm telling you, you don't. You don't. But I get it. You know, people want to feel a certain way. They want to feel like they're that professional coach, right? So it feels really good. You're like, oh, I'm putting my business out there. Here's my logo. And, you know, if you were to think of like other businesses that, you know, maybe do really, really well, they have logos, right? Some do, some don't. Totally. Or you go on the website and they have four offers. They have, uh, they have courses, they have a membership, they have a group program, they have a one-on-one program and they have a mastermind and they do Mm -hmm. exotic events in in different locations around the world. And you're like, I want to do all of that right away Mm -hmm. without thinking of, okay, what will bring us revenue? Mm-hmm. What is the first thing we can get out to market as quick as possible? Because yeah. our first job, I'm going to repeat this twice. Our first goal, our first job, our first focus is to generate revenue. Now we can take that with a, a bit of salt, so to speak, like make sure that revenue is aligned, make sure it's it's somewhat sustainable. Like, yes, put some thought into it. We're not just going to make money in any way possible. That's not what I'm talking about. But what is, everyone has a unique situation. If you need to make something work in the next three months, I don't recommend writing a book because that is probably a six to 12 month uh, twelve month strategy. I don't recommend launching a podcast because that could be a six month strategy. If you told me, hey, I have two years of cash in the bank and I have a lot of time to build this thing, they'd be like, okay, then we, we have more options on how we want to do this. And maybe you want to raise money or you want to build a team first. You're okay going in the red for the first six months. That's a very different situation. Most people bootstrap their online businesses. And if you bootstrap a business, the most important thing you need is air so you can breathe and you have to, you're underwater and you got to get a big breath of fresh air, which is your first few sales. And now you can reinvest that in your business and really seek growth. I made that mistake when I first started for six months, I burned through a ton of cash. Then I got not, uh, I would say I actually got desperate. I printed out 200 or 250 business cards. This is the only business strategy I knew back then. And everywhere I went, I just dropped off business cards. I'd be at a restaurant, business card, coffee shop, business card. Seven days after doing that, I don't recommend this strategy, by the way. But I was like, all I need to do is get my information of my phone number in front of as many people as I can. This is back in the fitness days. I had a local gym or I worked at a local gym. And someone called me saying they found their business, my business card in the coffee shop and and they've actually been looking for a trainer. And I was like, okay, the only thing that matters is getting my phone number in front of people so they can text me. Marketing has changed a lot since then, but the same rules apply. That's your only job. That's your first job. Your only job. I remember back in my fitness days with my sister doing our boot camp and going to gyms and putting a printed advertisement on boards and like all the rec centers and our picture on it with the child sisters boot camp. Come check us out. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, we were doing a physical business or whatever, or an in-person business. So yes. we, you know, we didn't leverage the internet as much at first, but when I moved online, it was the same idea. Where can I put myself in front of the right people so they can see me? How can I have that attractive one-liner or that attractive message? So someone says, oh my God, I need to click on that. Nowadays, mm-hmm. obviously we have lead magnets and we have something to get someone's information so we can start a conversation, but the mm-hmm. same rules apply. Whether you're in person, whether you have an ad in a newspaper, whether you're, you know, we just wrote a book called Monetize It. Same idea. Like no one is going to download or buy your book if we don't get it in front of 
them and show them how this book can change their life. By the way, it's 166, over 166 pages, the complete step-by-step guide on how to turn your gifts, knowledge, and passion into a profitable online coaching business. It is free. Hint, hint. LucasRivers.com forward slash book. Check it out. Download it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the thing that many new coaches do, it's, it's out of order. And I fell into the same trap as well. So when I was a generalist life coach, I didn't really know my messaging. You know, I threw I threw money at paid ads. Yeah. Because I was told that you can get you know clients from that. It's Spend ten a bucks a day and you'll have all the clients you want. Yeah, not a good thing to do. You shouldn't. We you know we don't recommend doing any type of paid traffic until you're consistently making at least ten k months. Yeah, ten to fifteen. Um. So that's one thing there. The other thing is like creating a really fancy funnel. Yeah. You know. I think it's done. Yeah, I actually feel for most people, even building a funnel is your your typical funnel is the just when everyone does one thing and the technology to do it becomes very accessible, it's on its way out already. Mm-hmm. So you mean so like if, the the video fun like the video webinar, all of that. Like, do they work? Yes, but your mm-hmm. message and your conversions and your, your, you know, your your acquisition costs, like everything, has to be so dialed in to make that work. And and I was talking to a paid traffic guy who does this for a living, manages millions of dollars of ad spend per month. He was like, "Yo, even now, what what used to be, hey, just drive people into your webinar funnel and yeah. this and that, and you'll spend." you know, $15 a lead and you know that you'll get a 60% show up rate and you know this and that and that, and you'll probably get $500 per call, one out of three, $1,500 to acquire a client package for $8,000. You'll make $6,500 minus 10% for your salesperson. Like that mm-hmm. no longer works. Yes. That like cut that in half or cut that in 80%. A lot of the money, and this is why I think I love content marketing and building organic audiences. A lot of the money comes from the long-term relationships that you build. I am not building this podcast because I think anyone is going to buy anything from us. I have zero expectation of it. But guess what? The podcast leads to the YouTube channel, leads to the book, leads to the emails, leads to just pure value. And when someone in our world is ready to work with us, we will most likely, if we do a good job of it, be their first bet. Now, if I wanted to run paid traffic into this podcast, let's just say I would not be looking at, okay, if I spend a, if, if I spend 10 grand this month, I better make 20 or 25 grand back. I would be thinking if I spend 10 grand in this, can I do a really good job of maintaining or of, um, of, of delivering for and maintaining a long-term relationship? So in three, five, six months from now, I get an ROI on that because someone's going to be listening to this podcast for six months. And when it's time, it's time. And so, and, and every industry is different and every space is different, but especially in that coaching space, it's been done to death. And I think it's why, um, it's why I've always leaned back on building audiences and building assets online that it's leverageable, 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 mm-hmm. vegetable. Is that a word where people can, um, where, where you build an audience and then you deliver for that audience consistently and if you do end up running paid traffic now you kind of you kind of have a net that's how I I think that's a good way to think about it. you have a net and everyone who doesn't go directly in your funnel or doesn't buy from you directly it's fine they spill out and over into your net which is where you're constantly showing up and delivering value for people 
Um, even if it's an episode a week like we do on this podcast, it doesn't have to be your life to create content. Each episode takes us an hour tops and we're good for a whole week. So yeah. Yeah. I also feel like people um, will look at a certain way that another, you know, their competition does it and they think that, oh, I'm going to do the same right. thing and copy them. Like for example, say you want to launch a course. Right. Great. That person that you're looking at might have, you know, a larger audience. And when we say audience, we don't mean like thousands and thousands of people. As long as you have motivated people that like what you're posting, it could be as little as a couple hundred. We've had clients right? with just a couple hundred people on like um, Instagram or on LinkedIn or even on YouTube. I know this for a fact. Well, yes, we see our clients like they'll do one post that actually connects. It's actually positioned well and they get on two podcasts three new clients and like 100 new friend requests or something. We see that all the time. There's a ton of testimonials on the website for it. But even for me with, with the new business just, just built around crypto labs, I think the YouTube channel had, I think I worked it up to like 400 subscribers and it just started taking off from there as in like people were just signing up for our programs from that. Now I believe it's been, we track growth every week in that business, but it's been maybe a month and a half. I think today was at 2,500 subscribers and at the rate we're going, you know, I'd, I'd like to build that, but 2,500 subscribers are probably worth 20 or $25,000 a month in MRR right now. And it is not a big audience, but I, whatever, a $300,000 business built within just a few months mm -hmm. from a very small audience on YouTube. You don't need a big audience to do it. And I can't stress that enough. But you do need an audience, right? You do need Absolutely. an audience and an audience is built by, you know, consistently showing up, yeah. adding value, providing thought, leading content, marketing, yep. and building relationships, right? And yep. you know, things are in sequential steps. And yeah, okay, you could put money, uh, put paid traffic into it. But if you're not organically selling your offer, totally. throwing money behind it, it is, is not going to solve the problem. Uh, if you, you have, that's it. so good. That should yeah. be quoted. But if you can't get a client organically, there is I, I promise you this. I mean, there's probably a few outliers. You will not get a client with paid traffic. Yes. It is 10 times harder mm -hmm. for reals. Like I can't now when you build your organic audience, you can run traffic to that audience and that's retargeting ads. All that stuff works very well at that point. Um, yeah, good point. Really good point. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it really comes down to not making sure you're not copying your competition that's at a different stage than you're at, yes. right? So we talked about sequential order and so forth. Um, yep. Making sure that you know you're not necessarily choosing like there's long term, long growth platforms and short term growth platforms, right? Yep. Platforms you can grow quicker on. So for example, yep. like Lucas said, okay, well, you know, creating a podcast if the that's where you want to go, and you have, you know, the finances to, you know put into your business and, you know, two years of, of expenses covered, that's a different story. But if you're totally. looking and your intention right now as a brand new coach is to get a couple high ticket coaching clients under your belt, but totally. is a is a podcast, the right, the right move. Right. Totally. Another thing to think about is, is even email marketing, you know, brand new coaches really? that might follow, you know, other gurus online and so forth and say, okay, I need to like really create a really big email list. That's what I need to do. So, you know, they're promoting a lead magnet or they're promoting, you know, an outdated funnel and they're going all in with that. Whereas like, if you'd have taken that time and energy in just to building your audience, having more connection pieces, providing value and so forth. And then as you grow and get more revenue into your business, then went down the email, email marketing route. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. getting clear on that. 
Yeah. And so, yeah. And we get this all the time too. I, I probably have, we have applications come in for the U probably once a week. I'll have one where it's like a fake application and it's like, haha, I'm funnel hacking you. And like, I'm stealing your ideas or whatever. And I'm like, you're an idiot because <laughs> just ask me, I, I'll give you everything. If you want every asset that I have for my digital marketing, if you want, if you want to see every email, here you go. It's not going to help you with diddly jack because because A, you can't just copy someone's message and think it'll work for you. A. B, you have to throw your unique twist on it. C, if you have if you can copy my podcast word for word. But I spent five years building an audience so I could actually launch a podcast and it would do something, not just be listened by one person. I, I don't think a podcast right off the bat is the best go unless you know you work with a professional on it and you have connections and you can run paid traffic to it and build it very, very quickly. I get it. Like it, it does work. But as your first thing, probably not. Um, yeah. So what I'm getting at is, if if you try to build a business out of sequence and you oh, but this Lucas guy, he's got a he's got an email marketing going, he's got a podcast, he's got a YouTube channel, he's got he's got an Instagram, he's he does shorts, he does. I need to do all of that. You will you will die because you don't have you won't die. Well, you may because you don't have the time, the energy, the resources to do so. Mm-hmm. Um. Or even with the new business I started, it is one channel, one offer. And until that business is like five hundred or $600,000 a month or a year, I like 50 grand a month, I am sticking to one strategy until it's at 50K a month. We built the Coaches You that way. We built Crypto Labs that way. And I highly recommend you build whatever business you're building that way. Yeah. And the thing is like most coaches are solopreneurs, right? Most coaches starting at first, out yep. are at first are solopreneurs. And it's like when people online say be on every single platform, you know, be on TikTok, be on YouTube, be on this, be on that. It's like most of those people who give that advice have teams of people behind them, teams right. helping them. And, you know, you don't want to burn yourself out. And they're typically, and and also know this, I love Gary Vee. I love him. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great little man, but he does seem short. I don't know if he's little. He I looks kind of short. short. I, I don't know. I, don't but know. <laughs> I love cool Gary dude. Cool dude. Yeah. But but he he's typically not talking about service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. You have a product. You're selling something. You have an e-com. You're selling a software. Perfect. Most of your time is going to... You can spend a lot of your time on marketing and hustling that. But then you have to deliver. And so if you have to deliver and now you're a coach and now you have to expend a ton of energy and attention to your client, you cannot be burnt out and like destroyed. You can't, you just can't, it's not going to work. So, so either you have a team and you're just in your marketing seat, or you're just making sure that you're balanced between marketing and expending energy in marketing and having your cup full so you can actually serve your clients. Because again, you're not just selling a product online and you can just go ham on the marketing like crazy and just get sales, sales, sales. We have delivery, we have operations, and we are in a high margin business as well. So we're not selling a $27 item that we have to go crazy on marketing. We might be selling a $5,000 item and you may have to only make four sales a month to hit a livable income of 20 grand a month. And that's four sales a month. And so, and it's reoccurring. So once you get a client, you could just do a better job of keeping that client for a longer period of time. And then you can do less marketing and it saves some of your energy. And so just, just be aware of that. Um, I guess just be aware of it. Don't try to skip the steps. 
No skipping steps. I skipped no skipping many steps. steps. I went the long hard way. So no skipping steps. Yeah, I, think I did too. We we all did. Mm-hmm. I took a program and I was like, whoa, I love how this person's business is set up. And I tried replicating it and I realized I don't have the technical knowledge. I don't have the skill set. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy to maintain an eight-figure business design when I'm making $10 a month. It just doesn't, it doesn't add up. One thing at a time, one audience, one offer till it's successful. And then you can branch out from there. You'll have the resources to reinvest in the business, hire someone, wham, bam, and you can start building speed very quickly then. I agree. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Here's the, I think here's the actionable step for today. And, And I really like this exercise, by the way, is write down everything you're doing. Just a suggestion, by the way, you don't have to listen to me. Write down everything you're doing in your business. Maybe you have a Google Cal and you have a list of everything you're doing. Write it down. See how much time you're spending in each thing. Content creation. Maybe you're doing a website. Maybe you're doing this, that, whatever. And then get very critical. Is this like business critical? Is this moving my business forward? Is this helping me get sales? And just try to remove your emotions from it. Try to remove, but I've been doing it for six months because that, that's a bias that you have towards it. I forget the name of it, but you're emotionally invested in what you've been doing for so long. But like sunk cost bias. Sunk cost bias. So I've 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 had moments where I'm like, we're just done doing this. And I'm like, oh, I invested so much time. We even like had someone hired for it. No, we're not doing it anymore. And the second you drop it, a week goes by and you realize sales hasn't suffered. If not, you're doing better. And now you have all this new time and energy to actually focus on something that actually works. Worst case, you'll stop doing something for a week and you'll be like, wait, it was important. And then you can just start doing it again. Yes. But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that you'll stop doing a few things. It'll free you up. That time might be even better spent sitting there with a pen and paper and drawing out your vision and, and what you see for the business. Some head up time, so to speak. And you're just going to drop it. And you're going to drop it for one week. And if in one week you realize I still need to do this, then you're going to go back doing it. And if you realize this wasn't business critical, this didn't help me get sales, then you are free of a a time waster, so to speak. What do you yeah. think? Think 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 we can handle that? Yeah, and I like what you said. Is this getting me sales? Is this moving my business forward? Yeah. Is this an activity that is generating revenue? Yeah. And, and at first, that is critical. At some point, more sales, it actually doesn't solve the problem. You're going to have some mm-hmm. systems problems, some team yeah. problems. What's the point of making more sales if your margin stays you know, the same? Or typically, as a business grows, I've experienced this. At 20 grand a month, I was making 18 grand, killing it. At 30, 40 grand a month, I was making like six. Because all of a sudden, I had team, I had expenses. And it's okay through a season of that. If you're going to the next step, it's called a step cost. And you kind of go through a season where maybe you're making less. If anything, you're making nothing. But at some point, we can fall into the pattern of just more sales, more sales, more sales. And every time you make a new sale, your business is so broken on the back end that you're just making more work for yourself, but you're still getting paid the same. Most entrepreneurs have that realization at some point in their business. I'm working 10 times harder, but I'm still making the same. And then they're like, I need to fix some things, clean some things up, make it more efficient. But at first, mm-hmm. it is you are underwater and you are swimming as fast as you can up to get that gasp of air so your business can survive. And and I, I it's actually kind of 
everyone listening here at some point, if you want, will have this awesome, successful business. And you'll look back and you'll be like, that it was actually some of my, my most enjoyable moments in the business because it was it was creative. It was fun. Um, at least I look back with fond memories of like starting anything. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You can move quick. It is. I can remember when I hit my first, I think it was 12K month. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, like, cause you, cause you know, you people see totally. there's so many ads out there and like, people are like, hit your 10 game month. And then, you know, and then you then do you, it, then you do it. And you're like, Oh, okay. Possibilities. Right. So. Yep. Well, on the back of that, I think we've also normalized, you know, I don't know, 50 inch arms on a dude, six packs, <laughs> like girls have their own issue when it comes to, uh, you know, Instagram and just what, the definition or the images of everything's photoshopped everything's worked over three four times everything's airbrushed businesses are all for some reason seven eight figure businesses sipping you know margaritas on a beach and just working off your laptop everyone has everyone online who's successful seems to have a lamborghini and a private jet and everyone (laughs) just seems to go to parties every night and hang out with awesome beautiful successful people and they're happily ever after it is it is 100 percent false. And I realized that as I started meeting people who advertise and market it that way. And I realized they they work 95% of the time. They love what they do and they work. Mm-hmm. And they have a photo shoot every once in a while because it's great for marketing. They have a supercar in their driveway and they drive it once a month and they don't even really care about it anymore anyway. So j- just know that um, it is easy to start glamorizing. Is that a word? Glamorizing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I make up a lot of words. Glamorizing or looking at someone else's business or situation and trying to model it and just, just, I don't know, just work through your own steps, run your own race. You're perfect where you're at. You can be better at the same time. And it's one step at a time over. I was having a discussion over dinner again yesterday. And it was just talking about when you see someone ripped, like jacked, I get really inspired by it because I know, you know, I'm at the gym. And and just some some dude in his forties comes in and he's just freaking looking ripped. It just like just looking good. And I'm like, man, that's so amazing. Cause you know, every single day for the last 10 years, that guy or gal has probably been in the gym and has slipped up very rarely. And you can see what they value. And you you can't fake being jacked. I'm not talking about steroids, and I know there's a lot of variables at play, but I'm just saying someone put in the time. And you can't fake that. You can't speed that process up. We're not talking about taking steroids or anything like that. If it's natural, you can't speed that up, but you, can, you can't you can fake it. So fitness really inspires me. But in a business, you can go rent something nice and get a photo shoot and fake it. You can fake things on Instagram. You can Photoshop something, but like you just can't fake that. And that person every single day was in the gym and probably slipped up on their diet very few times. That's dedication. If you have, you know, $500,000 in the bank or you're making $2 million per year, you have probably every day woken up and worked on your business for the last two years and the results speak for themselves with with insane consistency. I know I have. So, so just know that everything you see online isn't always as it seems. Um, and true success in any area of life has been every single day having a vision for it, being pulled by it and taking some aligned action every single day for a typically long period of time 
we're talking like a year because most people, if they don't get Amazon in 24 hours, they're upset. If you can stick with it for a year, you will be in a very different place in 12 months than you are today if you stick with it consistently and do the right things in the right order. Completely agree with that. Completely agree. Uh, any parting words before we wrap this thing up today? Other than subscribe to this podcast, share it, and definitely grab our book, monetize it, the complete step-by-step guide on how to turn your knowledge, your passion, and your gifts into a profitable online business, lucasroos.com forward slash B-O-O-K book. Any other parting words from Ms. Shannon Chow? Show up, show up, provide value, build trust, be consistent. Boom. Boom. Appreciate you. We'll see you in episode four. Bye-bye. Peace.